Hello, my name is JJ Holly, and I'm President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And we'd like to thank our partners for Between the Trees, Woodlands Online, that help us produce this show every week. And today it is my distinct pleasure to welcome my friend Cameron Kleepak to the show. Mm -hmm. Cameron is the, uh, what is your position at the Pavilion? I am the Director of Marketing and Education. Perfect. So you've got a lot of a lot of hats to wear at the pavilion, and uh, thank you for coming on the show today, and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Now, how long have you been at the pavilion? Um, I've been there five years, so this will be my sixth season. Maybe we should start saying ish, because uh -huh. there wasn't a season last year, but this will be my six-ish season. Wow. So you've gone through a few um, events uh, some hurricanes, some pandemics, and things at the pavilion, and you guys always seem to land on your feet. Keep us on our toes, for sure. Yeah, something's always changing. <laughs> now, how did the pavilion get started in, in the Woodlands? Because there's a great history to that. Absolutely, and it's one of my favorite stories. And, um, you know, the Mitchells are such an integral part of the Woodlands, and we're really proud of our namesake, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Mitchell. Um, Cynthia Woods Mitchell uh, had a dream of bringing the arts to our community. She mm -hmm. um, attended a, a little ballet performance in Austin at Zilker Park, and her and her family sat on the lawn um, in Austin and watched this ballet performance. And at the about the same time, they were um, working on the woodlands and, and the project here, and she wanted to bring that amenity to the woodlands. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she had a, a small dream of just a little hill with a little stage that families could go to and experience the arts. Um, but Mr. Mitchell, being the businessman that he was, mm -hmm. knew that that would be really hard to sustain um, financially, and mm -hmm. so looked for ways um, from the get-go to make it financially sustainable. Um, and so at the time, he worked with Pace Concerts, which um, is now Live Nation, is our concert mm -hmm. um, partner, to bring in these live rock shows that we're all used to mm -hmm. um, uh, at the Pavilion. And those help us pay for our nonprofit mission um, of providing the performing arts. So yeah. the Houston Ballet, the Houston Grand Opera, um, and the Houston Symphony are all arts mm -hmm. partners of ours, and we're able to offer free seating mm -hmm. um, at those events because of um, the Mitchell's foundation for our events. We also do educational programs. We invite schools to come in mm -hmm. um, to experience the arts, and we know how important that is mm -hmm. to immerse our um, kids and young artists into the arts at an early age. Mm -hmm. um, they go go on to do big things when they, um, it's proven, um, when they have the arts as a foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things that uh, you guys have always said, which I love, is, is rock pays for Bach. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, one of our board members have come up with that, and, and rock does pay for Bach. And, mm -hmm. of course, um, a slew of other of our donors and sponsors that also help, yeah. um, help us achieve that. Yeah. So uh, with the pandemic and all the things that have hit, uh, how, has the, how has the pavilion been affected, and how have you guys had to make a few adjustments. Absolutely, you know, um, the, the pandemic has been, you know, catastrophic for so many, not just in our entertainment industry and, and concert and performing arts venues, um, but across the board in hospitality um, mm -hmm. and in other businesses, you know, things that, you know, I never considered would take a hit, have, take, have taken major hits. You know, our sign company that we get all the various signs for our events, they've taken um, massive hits from yeah. businesses and, you know, the hotels and, um, you know, Market Street, you know, mm -hmm. they've gotten 
so much business from the from events at the pavilion. Um, so it's not just our little bubble, but you know. Um, in, in fact, on our call this morning, uh, uh, people were talking about they're never going to complain about traffic because of events at the pavilion or a marathon right. or Ironman ever again. Right. Because it, it's 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 the the economic ripples are devastating. They are. And the pavilion specifically, you know, we've lost over 90% of our revenue for for a year, um, you know, last year with no concerts, um, you know, but we're we're ready to, we're working mm -hmm. on, um, you know, the safety of aspect is, you know, of top priority for us. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're working with local officials and our um, Live Nation, our concert promoter, mm -hmm. and then of course our, our um, performing arts partners as well of a return to live. Um, yeah. That's kind of been the, the little slogan for us is this return to live music. And, and that is the big question is, when do you think we'll see that first big uh, rock and roll concert back at the pavilion? Yeah, you know, we, um, we were uh, honored and fortunate to get to host the CASA Benefit concert this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, Corey Morrow played on our stage and yeah. we had lights and music on the pavilion's main stage for mm -hmm. the first time since October 2019. Yeah, we could finally hear the music throughout the woodlands and yes, all the neighborhoods. Yes. You know, and I, I mentioned this morning too that, um, you know, we're, we sometimes get some complaint calls on a normal <laughs> concert night, but we actually had five or six emails and calls of oh. folks just so happy to hear music. And even talking about it gives me chills just, yep. to, just to be able to see someone on our stage playing music. Um, that's what mm -hmm. we're about. And that's what we're working towards. Yeah. Um, you know, the the governor's mandate, um, lifting of um, his mandates, did some things for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're we're proud to host um, graduations, um, dance recitals, and some other rentals events. We'll have um, mm -hmm. the Easter serve. We'll have an Easter service at the at the venue with um, Woodlands First, and so. Though that that mandate helps those events because they're mm -hmm. able to determine as a rental, a private event that um, how they want to see social distancing, mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, but one of the bigger things um, when we look for Live Nation shows, these um, these bigger rock shows, pop shows mm -hmm. um, that we're all used to, you know, Texas is one of the only um, states right now that is allowed to have concerts of that magnitude yeah. um, at a full capacity event. Um, you know, when we talk about California and, and um, New York, those are big stops on a, on a major tour. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not there yet in those states. And, you know, we're, we're, we'll wait and see too how, how things mm -hmm. go here. Um, we need those states to open up too. Um, you know, I think the news, uh, President Biden saying that hopefully by the end of May, mm -hmm. um, most that want a vaccine will be able to get a vaccine. That That's huge because then those other states can find ways to open mm -hmm. up safely, mm -hmm. um, not just here in Texas. So a tour is not going to go just to Houston, well, I don't Austin, know why they and Dallas. You know, we're, we're very <laughs> hospitable here. Um, you know, but we're, we're going we're gonna to work on different events that maybe yeah. we're able to have some regional things. Mm -hmm. um, well, Cora Morrow is a perfect example. Absolutely. It's, it's a great regional talented act that we could bring, you know, a, what, 600, 800 people into the yeah. pavilion and, and listen to. Right, and safely do so, and you safely, know, with, yes. um, you know, we were able to um, still implement a mass policy there, yeah. um, and we'll continue to evaluate that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we kind of take take small chunks, 30 days at a time, yeah. to evaluate what the CDC... things change so fast. Oh my gosh, yeah. if that's anything that we've learned from all that's of this, right. is is to be flexible and, mm -hmm. you know, to, to listen to the recommendations of our hospitals. You know, I think that's 
one of the beautiful things about the woodlands is that we're able to you know be a part of the chamber and have those discussions and yeah. understand what's really happening locally so that we can um, do what's best for the safety of our staff our guests mm -hmm. and our artists but also for our community yeah it's a huge advantage having every major hospital that's in the medical center represented in the woodlands yes uh, and and that is a that's a huge economic driver for us right. but it's a huge driver for us on just information that we've got people that we see every day that really are in the know and can tell and us what's going and on. immerse themselves you know yes. not just kind of stand in their building um yeah. you know i think that they they do a wonderful job of educating our community as mm -hmm. well so on the big acts it, it sounds like we will probably go as other states go because those big acts need to schedule 30, 40, 50 concerts to make right. a big tour happen. Right. Yeah, we, um, you know, and it takes a while for even those tours to get set up. So it's yeah. not like we turn on the on switch and those tours are going to go out. So we know? can't have Rod Stewart this Saturday night. <laughs> right. You can't make that happen. I wish. Um, you know, it takes at least three months for those tours. You know, all yeah. of these folks have been laid off. It's not just the artist that walks wow. on the stage for a show. You know, there are hundreds upon hundreds of folks mm -hmm. that are um, on these tours that make it all happen. Yeah. Um, and so it's a much bigger production than just you know, the yeah. Rod Stewart walking out on stage. And, you know, there will be some some changes over the next, mm -hmm. um, scheduling changes over the next month as mm -hmm. we figure out exactly when it's best to return to live from a, a national standpoint, not just mm -hmm. in Texas. And, and today is a momentous day in Texas it with the, the state mandate. And I, I, I stress state mandate right. being lifted that uh, the, the governor is not requiring that a, a mask be, be worn in certain instances. But that doesn't mean that we're in a mask-free right. zone right. yet. COVID is, is still here. We don't have, we've got about, well, again, we heard this morning that uh, about 12% of Montgomery County has been vaccinated, about 100,000 people, which is a great start. And we need to get to 50% for that uh, herd immunity mm -hmm. to, to take effect. But it, it will depend on where you go, uh, what venue you're at, what restaurant, where each organization or business is going to have to make their own decision on masks. Right. And it's important to be friendly and kind and, kind. and yep. r r uh, respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm passionate about that just personally. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to remember that, you know, when you were going into these, um, you know, places of business, mm -hmm. these are, these are husbands and moms and daughters and sons yeah. and brothers and sisters high and school kids yes i mean uh, and, and college students and and yeah. at the pavilion too you know like i said before you know we're evaluating on a on a kind of 30-day sort of timeline mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know right now the pavilion's intention is to keep our policies as, as mm -hmm. they've been with masks for our guests and our staff mm -hmm. um you know and, and trying to implement social distancing at least through the next 30 days and um, you know, we also implemented a no bag policy to kind of help with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it helps us um, at an entrance standpoint, so there's not a, a lag um, during that time. And then yeah. also us needing to search bags, um, you know, handling um, other folks' things and us mm -hmm. handling your things, you know, that, that's been a, kind of a national trend that we've seen and we're trying to follow um, a lot of places that have had events like we're, we're having um, have implemented a no bag policy. Mm -hmm. and, and that makes sense that if uh, before you go somewhere, if you're unsure, 
then check. Yes. So how would someone get information on the policies and events at the pavilion? That's a great question. You know, we um, aim to keep our website totally updated. Not mm -hmm. only, um, you know, we have a pavilion rules page that goes into heavy detail of mm -hmm. different rules that the pavilion has, but on each event page, we, we really try to keep the highlighted items um, there. And the bag yeah. policy is always a highlighted item and um, we also um, implemented um, a couple of years ago after um, we've had some significant rain events um, at the venue we started significant is an <laughs> understatement yes, right. when water is running through the seats right. we uh, it's a class four rapid right down yeah, the, well, in front of the stage you know we i um i go always back to bob seeger and we had waited for bob seeger for yes. so long um he had back surgery and had to postpone his show for <sighs> over 18 months and we were all so excited to to get him on our stage and um that night we had a significant rain event and we learned from it. We mm -hmm. tried to find a way mm -hmm. to be able to communicate to our guests that were not in the seating area. Some were stuck in their vehicles and uh. some were um, in the event center and all, all over the place. But we implemented at that time, um, we have a texting uh, software that we use that folks can sign up for individual shows. Um, so if you're planning on coming, to a graduation, we'll have mm -hmm. a text code that you can text us and any updates related to that um, show we'll, we'll send out. But we also use that to remind people of the policies. So, yeah. um, you know, we that morning of your show, we try to send out a, hey, don't forget about the bag policy. Hint. Yes, yes. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's a great way to stay connected. And if there mm -hmm. is some sort of weather event, we're able to communicate with you that way as well. How do you sign up for those text messages? So um, on our website, on the on the event page for your specific event, um, there's the keyword and the phone number that you're able to sign up for. Um, uh, it's, it's really simple and we don't mm -hmm. flood you or bombard you. Yeah. You're only signing up it's for that. It's not a marketing show. Nope. deal. Yeah. We do have um, codes for that, but yeah. for those specific events, it's only for event updates. Mm -hmm. And you have an app, I believe, as well. We too, do. So. Um, our app, uh, it's easy, uh, connects to our website, and so all um, pertinent information is there too. Mm -hmm. So what's next for the pavilion? What's, uh, and, and we all know it's 30 days at a time or even a week at a time. But, right. Uh, what do you see are the next steps in, in the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like I said uh, before to you, we're, we're very hopeful with, um, you know, the way COVID is moving. Um, I think, like, from this weekend, we found some some hope. We all felt it um, with, with Corey Morrow and, and what we're going to be able to do as long as we're able, you know, over these next 30 days as a community to mm -hmm. find ways to stay safe so our hospitalizations stay low, our um, positivity rate stays low. And then, you know, as people get vaccinated, um, we're going to be able to open up nationally. And that's mm -hmm. the most important thing from a Live Nation standpoint, our content, what we call our contemporary shows, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to be able to open up nationally. Um, we are working on our performing arts events. That's one thing that we are able to do locally um, and mm -hmm. for the community. Um, in October, we did a, a movie night. Um, we tried out a socially distanced yeah. movie night with our with Monsters Inc. and we're looking at doing some of those. And, and which really is a great thing. That that's a great idea because it's family 
friendly. Yes. And, uh, and, and you could still be safe because you go to a rock concert, you know, you're there with a, a bunch of friends. Right. But if you go to a right. Monsters, Inc. showing, you're there with, you know, your, 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 your family and, you know, your bubble. one, two or three. Your bubble. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed that. And, you know, I think we're going to be able to find ways to educate the community with those kind of films mm-hmm. um, on, uh, on the arts. You know, there are music um, scores, uh, film scores that um, really make movies what they are, yeah. and I think we forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd be happy to share with you, but recently um, there was a, a, a music artist that he played different uh, percussion instruments to uh, Ratatouille. So, like the chopping of the um, carrot and uh-huh. all different things. It was really, it was a really neat thing to see that it's they don't make those sound effects by chopping a knife. There's a percussion instrument wow. that is used to, to, to make those sound effects for those animated films. And so we're gonna look for ways to, to teach our community about mm-hmm. the arts through m- movies. And mm-hmm. I think um, that's a, a really fun way to um, introduce your kids to, to the arts. And mm-hmm. we know that that's important. And so we're always looking for ways to um, celebrate the arts here in our community. And so um, that's also what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we've, throughout this pandemic, um, you know, we've been able to, to really focus on our nonprofit side of our mission. Um, it's been wonderful to be able to immerse our community in that. I think people don't realize that the pavilion is mm-hmm. a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's very important to what Mrs. Mitchell's original dream was. So. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on the Independence Day celebration? We're uh, three-ish months off. Yeah, from that, but... you know, we we have been in talks with the symphony on on that. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're also so the the symphony, of course, is a, a union organization. So yes. sometimes they're policies are a little bit um, stronger than mm-hmm. um, other organizations. And they're also, um, you know, they play uh, the pavilion on the third, and then on the fourth they play Freedom Over Texas in mm-hmm. Houston. And so I think they're waiting to kind of see what is gonna happen in Houston, if they're gonna be able to play here. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, they've been doing a smaller symphony, about 40, mm-hmm. 40 players. and. Um, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be able to do the Star Spangled Salute that we're used to mm-hmm. um, with that uh, with that amount. But we're hopeful that we'll be able to do something for the community um, to bring the arts back at that time. Was it the Houston Symphony that did the movie score the concert? Yes. So okay. we've been um, we've been able to do quite a few of those, and they're some of my very favorite events because it's mm-hmm. such an easy way, like I said, to introduce mm-hmm. um, folks to the arts. You know, our, we have season ticket holders that um, buy tickets to the you know mainly to buy tickets for the Live Nation shows, yes. but they also get to come to yeah. um, our performing arts events. Well, it's a great evening out. Yes, you know, and yeah. you know one of our my favorite events that we've done, we did um, we showed the film Matilda. Mm-hmm. Um, which was one of my favorites always. Um, and Danny DeVito was actually here live narrating the no film. Way. Yes. Oh my god. And then the symphony played. Like I said before, you know, it's those little little sound effects that you think someone just like bounced a ball or something. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a symphony and a film score that made those those films. And we mm-hmm. had a season ticket holder that wrote to us afterwards saying, Okay, I get it. I get what the arts are. I wow. get how important they are. Mm. My family enjoyed this. And so mm-hmm. those just style events, you know, we really try to look for popular programming, not just the classical, um, you know, sometimes some might yeah. say stuffy kind of <laughs> events. We really, we know the, the Woodlands is a family 
centric um, community. And yeah. so we really try to find ways for you to bring your family to yeah. the to the pavilion, and it's cost effective. You know, we um, yes. we uh, most of our events are our performing arts events are free or mm -hmm. very low cost. Yeah. And uh, so before we close up, I, I did want you to talk a little bit about how the pavilion was uh, reconstructed after one of the hurricanes. Because yeah. that was a very large, uh, catastrophic event it to was. our community as well. So, yeah, and, so and, and, and the key is we recovered. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, in 2008 mm -hmm. with Hurricane Ike, mm -hmm. um, there was a catastrophic event to our community and, and the pavilion as well. Um, you know, the pictures of, that was before my time here in the Woodlands, mm -hmm. but um, the pictures really paint a picture of what that looked yeah. like, um, you know, for the, for the venue. Um, you know, one of the re really neat things about our uh, venue and, and our, you know, Pavilion family is that 80% of our staff have been there um, 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, and so the, our ops team all have um, basically been there since the beginning in some fashion and it says a lot about the venue I think. When did the pavilion start? 1990. Okay. Yeah okay. The, the, the inaugural season was in 1990 wow. and so in, in 2008 when Hurricane Ike hit that was about um, 18 years mm. in. Mm -hmm. um, they say uh, the our tinsel fabric structure what we know as the tent or the peaks um, they have about a 20-year life Oh. And so um, in year 18, when it's ripped off mm -hmm. the facility, you know, we were able to use that as an opportunity to expand the, the pavilion yep. quite a bit. And so um, at, to, to put new a new tinsel fabric structure up, we were able to completely cover the seating area, mm -hmm. add in some seating um, and kind of reconfigure that and then um, learn from it. You know, I think that's one of the yeah. biggest things. Through all these events, we learned something. Mm -hmm. And um, now in the in the fabric structure, there are different, you know, very scientific, not my wheelhouse. <laughs> if uh, Jeff Young is watching we, we gotta me, we got to get an engineer on uh, here, yeah. He's like, don't say anything <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, there's some, uh, so if a wind, the problem was before when wind, um, it became a sail, uh, the, the, the peak became a sail. And so it ripped off, wow. shredded, um, uh, ripped off part of the the stage house and that sort of thing. Now there's some um, pleats and um, cutouts that if wind were to hit it, it would not be a sail. And during Harvey, we had very, very minimal, if any, um, damage um, during that time, which we were very fortunate and able to um, come back um, strong from that. And, and mm -hmm. we were we even um, hosted a food drive. Some of the, yeah. the bands wanted yeah. to do that um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the weeks following Harvey. Um, and so we were really proud to do that as well. So all of these things, you know, while, you know, completely catastrophic and even now, you know, mm -hmm. through the pandemic, we'll land on our feet. We'll mm -hmm. find ways to be better from mm -hmm. it, um, not only from a pavilion standpoint, but I think personally for all of us as yeah. well. Now, and I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the uh, uh, the high ranking of yeah. <laughs> the venue nationally. Yeah, you know, we're, we're consistently ranked in the top five um, outdoor amphitheaters right. in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's all based on ticket sales, and that's mm -hmm. our community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they support us, and, you know, that community support really goes back into the venue for our performing arts. We're able to do mm -hmm. Mrs. Mitchell's dream and mission yeah. because of what our, how our community supports us. Wow. Well, uh, uh, just to wrap up, how would someone get a hold of, of the pavilion and find out uh, the latest information on 
bags and yes. policies and all that good stuff. <laughs> yes, thank you for reiterating that. Um, you know, our website is woodlandcenter.org. Um, you know, and that, that's something too that, you know, if I'm, if I'm on this, it's a good time to plug. Um, when you are looking for tickets to hopefully upcoming shows, always stay, come to our website, woodlandcenter.org, and make sure you're purchasing tickets through Ticketmaster or Live Nation, um, especially as we see any kind of fluctuations or changes, you know, like we did last mm -hmm. year. The only way we're able to help you um, get refunds or be able to apply tickets to different shows is if you buy your ticket directly from the Pavilion or Ticketmaster. When you buy, when you purchase tickets through third-party sites like Vivid Seats or um, I had someone uh, today from a new website that I hadn't heard of yet, um, we're not able to help you because someone bought those tickets from us and are now selling them to you. Mm -hmm. So make sure you stay on those on those um, ticket sites and you can always find that directly from our website, woodlandcenter.org. Mm -hmm. um, we also really try to be responsive on social media. So if you Facebook messaged us or Instagram messaged us, mm -hmm. um, we try to be responsive there. Um, if you call the pavilion, um, you will leave a voicemail and someone from our team will also mm -hmm. get back with you. Well, and speaking of that refund policy, it, it seemed there was a very generous refund policy for, we had bought tickets and uh, it was, it was a, uh, again, I thought it was just a very generous policy for, for refunds and on the I, And I, and I, again, just want to reiterate, you know, the pavilion, um, we're fan friendly and yeah. we want what's best yeah. for you and for your family and we'll try to help in any way we can. Mm -hmm. And even those, those folks that um, have bought from third party ticket sellers, we try to help as best we yeah. can, but we know in the pavilion will stand by refund policies if you've purchased tickets directly yeah. from the venue or Ticketmaster. Well, if there's anything else you'd, you'd like to like to mention before we close up? Yeah, I think this was really great and I just am so yeah. appreciative of what the chamber has done for, for our community as well and, and helping us get messaging out like this, mm -hmm. um, especially on a day like today. Well, we're we're so fortunate to have all the amenities that we have, uh, the retail centers, but the pavilion really is one of our crown jewels. And it's so, uh, you know, it's so significant to us here. And just the fact that we can go out and uh, I can hear the the pavilion concert some from my front door sometimes. Well, so it's, we're, we're really, it's really proud of neat. we're really proud of that, and um, are are really fortunate to be a part of this community that champions yeah. us so well. Yeah, aren't we all fortunate? This is Absolutely. nice. Absolutely, and. We now have, you know, good news. We have kind yes. of this light at the end of the there's tunnel hope. that uh, there's hope. So yeah, great. Hope. Thank you for all that you thank do you for so us much. and at the pavilion. We appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today for another episode of Between the Trees. I uh, would like to thank Woodlands Online, who helps us out with the production of our event every week. And I hope you have a very good rest of the day. Thank you.